good evening, everyone, and welcome to this speaking interview. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you might be listening to me on tvnradio.net or watching us on Facebook Live on TVN TV or RVL Jams in Dominica DigiPlay Channel 59. We're also live on Facebook on this speaking interview's Facebook page and the TDN Radio Facebook page. Welcome to this speaking interview. And um, tonight, I want to say a special welcome as always to my regular audience. Every week, you make this speaking interview part of your weekly schedule. And I never take that for granted because I know we have so many things that's competing for our time. So I appreciate you spending the hour so with us on a Wednesday night. And if tonight is the first time that you're listening to this speaking interview, welcome. I, you know, my intention is to turn you into a regular listener. Uh, so hope we succeed. Tonight, I, ha I, ha I have three guests. So we're getting three for one tonight. But, but that doesn't diminish your value because uh, if you listen to this speaking interview often, you know that right next to discussing politics, I love to talk about writing and literary works and all of that. So a couple of weeks ago, well, maybe about a month ago, we spoke to to Roy uh, Sanford from White Tukubuli um, Writers. They they published a body of work from about 20 or so writers who came together with short stories and poems, all new work. And at the time he introduced it to us, uh, it wasn't, they were just launching it. It was just published and um, it wasn't widely available. And I had invited him back when that book was, was available. But guess what? Montage Dominic is now available for you to purchase. It's available on Amazon and they will also tell us um, where else it's available. And so I brought Roy back and Roy came back with two um, ladies uh, who also uh, offers contributing offers to that work. And so they are my guests tonight, a strong representation of white Tukubuli writers. So I'm going to take my usual break at the start of the hour so we can listen to Mikhail Henderson do the Karakam Anthem. And when I come back, I'm going to introduce you to three stalwart um, contributors to Montage Dominic. So we'll be right back. Distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain, by test of their courage. Our freedom was gained In homage to those gone before us, us The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Hearts be there as one 
Welcome back. And every week I do the carry comments. And as usual, I'm always I'm always amazed at Michelle and her talent. And if you're listening to me, I want you to reach out to someone um, in your circle, invite them to to join us on this speaking interview. They can join us on tdntv.net or Facebook Live on this speaking interview, Facebook page, TDN Radio Facebook page, or they might be driving. So tdnradio.net is also available. So text somebody, as they say, share the live. Um, let's get enough people on here uh, so that we can give the support that we need to give to my very special guest that I have. As I told you before the break, um, Roy, Roy Sanford was on with me a few weeks ago and telling us about the new work that Waitukubuli writers had, had published. And I promised that he could come back and he came back and he came back with reinforcement. So my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Roy Sanford, Germania uh, Didier, and uh, Lisa Latouche. They're all contributors to Montage Dominique. And we're going to learn all about it. By the way, it's available. I got my copy. And you need to get your copy because it's just excellent, excellent book. It's all new stories, all new stories and short stories and poems. So let me not take too much more time. I'm anxious to get to the guest. And I'm going to go to Germania and Germania Didier as my first um, intro. So very, very warm welcome to, to this speaking interview. And by the way, this is your first time, but because I'm always doing writers, I am certain it's not going to be the last time that you're on this speaking interview. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. So... Tell the audience a little bit about you, a little bit of your background as a person and as an author. Okay, my name is Germania Collier Didier, and I've been a French lecturer for over 25 years. French is my passion, so I just have loved teaching French. And um, I was a teacher trainer as well, so I taught the French teachers in Dominica how to teach French because that was my major. And so I worked at a teacher's college for, for over 15 years. And then when the, the state college became an entity, I moved over to the faculty of education. Um, in 2017, I left the state college to travel to Canada to do another thing that I wanted to do, and that was to translate. And so I did an 18-month course at Laval University, where I got... Um, I achieved a master's in translation and terminology. So that was another passion of mine. But from a, as early as 10 years old, I loved writing stories. And so all my life I've been writing short stories and poems. And during the COVID season, I must admit that I was just very, very inspired. And so I wrote quite a few poems using COVID as an inspiration. And um, so that was last year, I wrote a poem and I participated in the national independence cultural um, competition. And I emerged the winner of the English um, poetry. I wrote a poem on the library, lending my voice to the, to, um, the safeguarding the preservation of the library in Roseau and Victoria Street. And so I was very happy that my poem won first place. Now, I'm also the chairperson of the Whitey Kobuli Writers, 
And um, we are excited that we're able to launch our first book, which is this anthology, Montage Dominique, which was launched on the 27th of February. And we have sold quite a number of our books. And we are so happy that right now it's on Amazon. And so you can get your e-version wherever you are in the diaspora. And I want to encourage every Dominican to get a copy of his or her own. And tonight you'll be hearing some of the excerpts as Lisa, as Lisa Roy, and myself do some excerpts from the book. All right. So thank you for that. You, you are a French lecturer. So I hear you say montage. I said montage. So I, I'll take the correction from the French lecturer. <laughs> and I will say montage, Dominique, from here on out. But, but welcome. Um, wow. Such a, 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 a rich background that you bring. Do you do you write in French as well? Yes, I do. You do, okay. So one so of one of my to... dreams is to also publish a book of poems in French, and um, they are um, geared towards the teaching of French in the schools. So the poems that I've written would help the teachers introduce simple French literature to students. So that is one of my plans. That yeah. is awesome. That is awesome. All right, let's step over to the next um, second guest that we have. Lisa, it's also your first time on this weekend interview, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I hope it's not going to be your last. I look forward to, to having you back. Um, introduce yourself to the audience. Your mic is muted. There you go. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yes. So first of all, thank you for providing us with this platform to speak about Mortage Dominic and of course ourselves. My name is Lisa Latouche and I am currently a student at the University of Maryland where I am pursuing my MFA, that's a Master of Fine Arts in Creative mm -hmm. Writing. And um, my background is primarily a business background. Um, I worked in corporate environment for all of my working life, um, but I have been writing ever since I was a little child, um, definitely before 10 years old. Um, so writing and reading have always been um, a passion of mine. And um, I, I really, couldn't articulate that I wanted to be a writer because, you know, growing up, it seemed so far-fetched um, because writing seemed like something you do on the side that you don't really, you cannot really make a living off. And um, I had a beautiful experience at the University of the West Indies in Trinidad where I realized that I can create, I, I can be a writer. I can have a, a, a life, you know, of writing. Um, and, and so many possibilities opened up before my eyes, you know. So it was like an epiphany. And I decided to, you know, pursue, forget about the business world and pursue my career in writing. How, so how long ago was that? That was in, that was in 2018. So yeah, now yeah. I am a student and I also teach. So I teach creative writing at the University of Maryland. I teach creative writing and academic writing at UMD. And I teach Creole at UMD as well. I teach professors. <laughs> you, you, so you teach Dominican Creole. Creole. 
Dominican Creole. That mm -hmm. is awesome. Yes. Um, maybe you have to teach me something because I, I <laughs> got to say, peut-être ne peux apprendre mon question, mais non, apprendre mon question. But um, welcome, welcome, very Thank warm you. welcome to you um, to this weekend interview. And Roy, what do I say? Um, you've been you've been on this weekend interview a few times. I see you brought reinforcements, so that's good. Um, but welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, I know, uh, you know, the last time we spoke, uh, you were representing the entire group, and and you did that well. But so now, I mean, every group could pick up new listeners. So you you can do a brief introduction, but I'll have you do the pleasure of, in addition to introducing yourself, to introduce the work, Montage Dominique, to the audience tonight. Yes, Anthony, thank you for um, having me once again. Um, um, happy to be back on the, on your show. And this time, I'm really happy to be back with um, two of my colleagues from the White to Kobe Writers, Lisa and Kemeni. Uh, I think when I sent a message in our we wanted some guests to appear on the show and they enthusiastically um, responded. And and here we are tonight. Well, um, my name is Roy Sanford. Uh, I was born here in Dominica, the Kalinago territory. Um, I studied in the US. Um, I did a lot of my, well, I, um, professional work in um, married to a Jamaican. Um, at least for, for the past, uh, let me see, over 20 years, practically half of my life. And, um, and writing has always been part of my, of my, my life. Um, well, as a journalist, also before being a journalist, I used to scribble little short stories and stuff in, in my notepads when I was a little boy at home. And, um, and now um, I have published one book so far book of, of folklore and based on folk, folk tales here in Dominica and also I have stories in um, a story in the Flying Crapo and also in our new book Montage Dominique which we are here to kind of um, talk about um, um, tonight um, so this the book is available now on Amazon so those who are interested they can go over to amazon.com Keywords for search, you could search White Kubli Writers or you could just search for Montage Dominic and um, you will get an e copy. We are working really hard to get the um, the, the hard copy on. We are just, we just having some issues with the cover. At the end of this week, we should have um, hard copy versions available on Amazon for those who. People like me who prefer to sit down with a hard copy book in their hands on, a, on a, you know, a, a, on the porch in the afternoon and not really on a tablet or on a phone to read it. So it will soon be available um, uh, to to the audience um, out there who really want to order a hard copy. And uh, but for the time being, it is available on Amazon as a Kindle or e-version, and it you can simply order it. It's just six dollars US, and we're asking everybody to support us. Right. Uh, a little bit more about the book. How many writers, right? I stay with you for a minute. How many writers collaborated on this effort? Well, we have over twenty writers for this um, for this piece. Most of them, or all of them, I would say, are members of White Kubli Writers. Uh, we we kind of get you know all of our members who, who can contribute, or who could contribute, and some of the, some of our writers. This is the first time they are actually published um, something. 
you know, um, I think I think I had mentioned during the last time that publication and writing and publishing was it's kind of a little bit frightening for some. But in this day and age, you know, with Amazon and all these other um, e-copy um, um, editions that are available, a lot of people are kind of getting a little bit more into the publishing thing. So a lot of these people who are, who are in this book have never published before. And um, and this is the first time. And so that is why this, this book is kind of exciting for a lot of us. Um, and I'm sure a lot of our, our, our um, colleagues, my, um, Lisa and, and Jaminia, are really excited about this, you know, to see your book in print in print for the first time. Your, you know, your let your your words are in the book and you can sit down and you can actually read it and you're like, wow, you know. So um yeah, so it, it is an exciting thing for us. And we are really looking forward to the support from our from our Dominicans in the diaspora or where wherever they are. We really support us um and bring this, you know, buy a copy of this book and and you know, bring Dominica alive to where they, wherever they are because these stories are really based, are like based in Dominica, from a Dominican experience. So right. people who read these books will get a little pinch, a little taste of Dominica wherever they are. Right. So, Germania, um talk talk to us a little bit about the the process, the project, because you you, you said that you are the um, is the chairman. You said you are. Uh, you are in your leadership position of white to Kubuli um, writers. So I'm assuming that uh, a lot of the heavy pulling and lifting um, fell under your purview. So talk a little bit about the process of getting 20 writers together to get their work in, get it on time, get it edited, deal with the publishers. I know you didn't do it alone, but give us a, give us an idea of what it takes to, to produce such a work. Your mic muted. All right. Yeah. yeah. So this project took over a year to become a reality. It was really the brainchild of Christine Simelder, who held the helm of the of the association before me. And um, Christine is an American who has been living in Dominica for over thirty years. She is also a publisher. She has River Ridge Press. Um, is her publishing house. And so she was the one who suggested that we, we do this anthology. So we ask members to submit um, short stories or, and poems, which they did, and we selected. So there's a selection where each, each um, member had to do some, had to tick how many times you think this, this should be in the book or not. And so we had the selection process and at the end of it, we ended up with the stories and the poems that we have in this book. There were 24 authors, and some in the diaspora and some in Dominica. So when we got all the stories and the poems together, Christine was the one who sat down and did most of the editing. After this was done, she sent it out to the members and we were supposed to do another Edit, editing of the of the of the manuscript, which we did, and then finally it was given to Giselle Laura, who was our typesetter and who was also the one to make our cover. She did such an excellent job. We are so very proud of the the cover of our book, and so we um, decided to have it printed in England because it was much cheaper to have it done over there 
than here in Dominica. So we, we got digital imprint. We sent our files to England. It was printed. It was shipped through Rams shipping, arrived in Dominica in, on, the, on, the, on the 5th of February, yes. And um, we got it out from the customs and distributed it to the, to the members, put it on sale. We had it on sale at Jay's bookstore. And members themselves were also marketing agents. So each one of us, we had pre-ordered books. And so we were able to sell these books. So more or less, that was the process. It was, at the beginning, very tiring because editing takes us so much time. We wanted our book to be perfect. And so we really um, tried our best. And I, mu I must say we did a, a very good job. And we are grateful for that. That is awesome. I mean, that kind of collaboration and cooperation, um, especially with so many people. And um, it's not that I'm going to call you guys weird, but I know creative people usually have their own little idiosyncrasies uh, that sometimes make it a little difficult to get them together. So I'm thinking that this is a tremendous accomplishment. So, so congratulations, yeah. congratulations on, on, on this. You said that the book was available at Jay's, so, and I see you guys have had copies. So just to clarify a little bit from what Roy said, is that the hard copies are going to be available on Amazon. But if you're in Dominica, you can get hard copies, right? Is that, is that fair? Yes, let me, let me inform. We printed 300 copies in the first instance, and mm -hmm. um, um, there I think there are, only more, there are only eight, I only have eight more in stock. Um, awesome. Those which were put at put at um, Jay's um, the last time I passed there, there were only two more copies at Jay's. Um, but we have also reordered. So at the end of mm -hmm. February, not February, excuse me, the end of April, we'll be receiving 150 more copies. And um, so there will be more hard copies on sale. There is the literary festival being put on by the culture, cultural division. And so the 10th to the 15th of May, we are going to be having a literary festival. So we'll be having a book exhibition and books will be on sale at that time. But at the end of April, we will have an extra 150 to um, sell. So we do have some more coming hard copies. This is awesome that, that you sold practically all of what you published. So, so, so yes. you printed. So that, so that is good. Um, so people can contact you for to pre-order the hard copies if they want, like if you're in Dominica, um, and we'll, we'll give the information throughout the program, but I, I would just let you plug it in right now. If folks want copies yes, and, yes, they, they, and they cannot get copies, um, what contact information would they use for that? Well, I'll just give my phone number. And, okay. Um, All the boys are going to so be calling you. <laughs> doesn't matter we just want to sell a book i'm very excited to be part of this project and um so it's one seven six seven six one seven zero two seven three okay it's one seven six seven seven six one seven zero two seven three zero two seven three also yes. um they could contact you via your, your Facebook page, I imagine. Yes, I have a Facebook, on the page. Facebook page. 
Yes. About I mean, why Yes, why Facebook Yes, why Facebook Yes, why Facebook Yes, why Facebook page. You could go yes, there you can and you want a copy of the book and, and so on. Like, yes, and you would be. Okay. Yes, awesome. I can also so be for done. those, for the folks that joined us late, um, after we started, my guests tonight on this weekend interview are members of the Waitukubuli Writers, and they've just published an anthology of Dominican short stories and poems, and so it's available. It's a tremendous body of work, and they're here talking to us about it. Um, I have Roy Sanford, Dominia Collier Didier, and Lisa Latouche, all contributors among the 20 or so authors who have worked in Montage Dominique. Uh, so Lisa, you, 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 you're pursuing a master's in fine arts. You, you decided to follow your passion mm -hmm. and, and to do this writing thing full time. Um, I guess what I want, where I want to go is to sort of speak of the, the role that our arts and our culture plays in the whole development of, of our country as a people. Um, because so many times folks think that the only thing you should learn in school is math, English, and science. And when they're budgetary constraints, the first thing that goes is sports. And well, maybe the only thing that goes before that is, is theater and, and art and so on. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time um, before we take a break at the bottom of the hour and just just talk about what it means to you to be part of an organization like White Kubli Writers who are helping to promote the positive aspect of, of our art, specifically our literary art. Yeah, so um, so first of all, what, what art means for us as um, not only Dominicans, you know, just as human beings on a whole, right? Um, how do we know what what transpired even prior to this era, right? How do we know how lives were lived, um, let's say, in the 18th century, in, in, in the 17th century? It's through writing. Most of it is through writing. Most of it is for people who, have, who decided to capture to capture livelihoods, to capture cultures, right, through writing. Um, obviously, there are different types of art. So right now, we have so many things going on in this art world. Um, there's photography, there's writing, there's drama. There are so many things. That, and, and these are the things that um, capture people's lives. This is what this is what when somebody picks up a book right now, let's say in the next 50 years, right? When they pick up Mortage Dominic now, somebody can have a clear idea as to what was happening in these times, right? And I so I think it is so important, even through music, right? Um, through music, through poetry, through through stories. This is how we can share how we live. This is how we share how we view the world. Um, and all of us come with different experiences. And so what Germania writes or what Germania will be interested in in terms of Dominican life, it could be a certain aspect and something else will interest me, right? Because we are all individuals with our own experiences. And I think every voice, um, every story needs to be told. And um, 
in in terms of of for the for the students right at the schools um it is so important for them to understand where we have been and where we are going possibly where we may be going and it is important as well for them to um immerse themselves in 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 our culture and to learn what it is that makes us who we are i forgot the second part of your question <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's pretty much it i was asking you about what it means to be part of the program but but i am pushing against against my break at the bottom of the hour okay so as soon as you come back i'm going to start with you and, and, and sure. we're going to deal with it so listeners stay tuned we're going to take a quick break together with from our sponsors and when we come back i'm going to continue my conversation with three members of the white white kubuli writers out of dominica who just released their work montage dominic and i encourage you to get it it's available on amazon the e-version is available on amazon the hard copy will be available on amazon shortly and if you are in Dominic on the Nature Isle, you can get your copy by just contacting any one of the members of Waitukubuli Writers, or you can go to Jay's Bookstore or some of the other outlets. And if they're out of it, I guess they could always just get take your order and um, ask you to pick it back up. But in the meantime, what I would say is get the e-copy um, so you can read it anywhere, you know, at work anywhere. You can take it if it makes it possible. And also get the hard copy because it makes for great conversation and it saves it in, to posterity. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back shortly. If you live in Canada, the US and the UK and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. When you feel a sneeze or a cough coming, <coughs> covering your mouth prevents the spread of germs. You probably knew that. But the way you cover up also matters. And that means breaking a habit you've held near and dear all your life. Cover your nose and mouth with your flexed elbow or a tissue, not your hands. Discard the used tissue immediately. Then wash your hands. Help stop the spread of germs. Remember, your health is your responsibility. A message by the Health Promotion Unit of the Ministry of Health, Wellness and New Health Investment, Dominica. Uh, we return to sponsors. Also, I want to tell you that tonight's episode is also brought to you. Compliments Beacon Dental Group. Um, it's a... Uh, a Caribbean owned, a, a Dominican and Montserrat um, owned um, dental, state of the art dental facility in Boston, Massachusetts, actually in Dorchester on Blue Hill Avenue. Um, you, you check them out, they have a standard policy that if you're from Dominica, when you show up there for the first time, you get a complimentary dental cleaning. And I've, I've, I've taken the liberty and extended to anybody 
who shows up there for the first time and says that I heard about you on this weekly interview that you get a free dental <laughs> dental cleaning. So just go there, let them know that you listened to this weekly interview and I told you you could go there if you if you've never been there before and you get a complimentary dental cleaning. I hope I hope they don't send me the tab, but but um, we'll see. Um, tonight, tonight we're talking about Montage Dominique. Montage Dominique is a collection of work of 20 or so writers of Dominican short stories and poems. Um, very exciting for the second part, half of our conversation, because um, the writers, my guests tonight, Miss um, Germania Collier Didier, Roy Stanford, and Lisa Latouche, are going to be reading some excerpts of their contribution to that work. Uh, you you might be listening to me or listening to us on cbnradio.net, or you can see us live on cbntv.net and also on Facebook Live, This Week in Interview Facebook page or CBN Radio Facebook page. Also, we have listeners in Dominica on RVR Jams, um, on DigiPlay Channel 59. Uh, so good, good evening again to you if you if you joined um, after we started. Lisa, I'm coming back to you. Um, although you sort of touched on the second part of the question, uh, where I was asking you what it means to you, and when you went into, well, it preserves works like that sort of records and preserves for for the future uh, a record, a description of what life was about. It brought me back to. We used to do a lot of work with a cultural group that is based out of New Jersey mm-hmm. called Know Your Culture. And they do a lot of dances, Dominican dances. Mm-hmm. And there are so many, they have a kids section. There are so many kids that were born in the US. Some of them never visit, visited Dominica. And they do the quadrille and the mazook and those dances even better than some of the kids that are mm-hmm. growing up in Dominica. If you see them, um, perform. Shout out to Sabina Mingo and, and the Know Your Culture crew. Um, right. And so what I hear you saying was something similar, that even though the writing is not quote-unquote a historical work, um, like a history book, it does record um, a writer's perception, perspective on life at this moment. Mm-hmm. That sets it on record that can be viewed 50 years, 100 years, five years, because things change so quickly. So I was asking you, what does it mean to you? You said that writing is your passion, so much so that you're switching, you you need switching career from business to writing. Or maybe not switching, but bringing them together because hopefully Mm -hmm. your your writing is going to be um, successful business-wise as well. Yeah, I have a marketing marketing background. What it means to you to to be involved in such a work as Motage Dominic? Okay, I will tell you, when I first started taking writing seriously, I did not know which way to go. Um, So I would ask myself, is this okay? Is this good? Is this not good? And I'm not too sure um, about my writing. Another thing is, um, you know, even though I've been writing all my life, I consider I considered myself. I did not consider myself a writer, right? Right now, I I, I say I used to be a closet writer, 
right? So I, I, I wrote, but I still wouldn't call myself a writer. But when I decided to call myself a writer, I did not know what to do with the writing. Is this good? Is this not good? And then I am kind of afraid to share my writing. I did share it with some people around me, but then sharing it widely was a whole other thing. So I wouldn't even, um, I would not have have submitted to um, journals or anything like that. But what YT Kobli Writers does, um, and I'm not only speaking for myself, but I think I'm speaking for all the, the members of, 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 of the YT Kobli Writers group, is to create that sense of self and that sense of community, right? To let the writers know that you are not alone in this. And it's, it's that in itself, is motivation to write because I'm sure people have heard about um, being inspired to write or being motivated to write, but all of this takes discipline. And when you are around like-minded people we who have that same energy that you do, it gives you that, that kind of um, not taste, I should say, to continue writing, the motivation to continue writing. And Whitey Cooply Writers is also a great resource for writers because we have experienced people in there, we have publishers in there, we have people who've already published their work in there, so who already know what the expectations are in that industry, and they can actually share it with the upcoming writers. And I think this is so important, and I wish that was there years ago when I just decided to, you know, to take writing seriously. There's also workshopping, and workshopping is so necessary for writers because it 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 really shows where um where things are working where elements are working in in the story or the poem and it also highlights areas that writers can improve so this sense of community and um tapping into the experiences of others and being able to have or to 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 draw from that collective energy is you know we just and it, it just cannot be you know understated or overstated or whatever it's just excellent and it and i think it's a great place to be so i'm calling on writers who are in 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 dominica to consider joining the the whitey pulley writers because it is this is so amazing it's a very positive experience and um you can only learn and grow from there awesome so since you're on stage, I'm going to keep you on stage. I understand mm -hmm. that you have a little excerpt from your contribution to Montage Dominic to share with us. Sure. Um, so if you're ready, go for it. If you need to set it up, go ahead. Or if you're just going to start reading, that's straight too. So I need you to tell me how much time I should read for? <laughs> well, let's say we have about 20 minutes left in the show, and I'm going to get an excerpt from, from both folks. So let's say five minutes. Okay. Work, I think, yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. So um, this this story actually it took me ten years to write this, um, and you might wonder ten years. Um, it's because I started it, then I went back to it, and then I edited, and then I took off, and then it was just such a pain to write that story. Um, but this this I actually have another version of it, but I'll read the one that's in the in the anthology and it's called georgie the weather had hastened the dusk tonight 
and the savannah was a pool of mud. Head bent and bare feet, Georgie trudged across the field while trying to maintain his balance. It hurt in places where the boys had kicked him. He looked up briefly, but couldn't see his house in the distance. The torrential rain, tears, and lack of glasses blurred his vision. Georgie's clothes stuck to his body, despite the plastic poncho his mother had made him. He hated wearing those things. The Jensen brothers said his long limbs stuck out from them like a scarecrow. His stomach growled, and he thought about the bakes and the cackle with bailiff and spice his mother Pauline had promised to make. He hoped it would be ready when he got home. A flash illuminated the heavens, and the deafening crash that followed made Georgie yelp. He lost his footing, and the grip on his school bag loosened. Sitting in the mud, cold and in pain, he wiped his eyes on the wet poncho with the crook of his elbows. He stood after a few attempts and stretched out his hands, trying to get them clean as he walked. When Georgie finally made it across the savannah, the poncho was torn and his feet were aching. He struggled up the slippery path to his house, relying on the overgrown plants for support. The house was in darkness. Calling out to his mother, Georgie warily climbed the five concrete steps that led to the front door. It was a wooden Dutch door, the type where the bottom half could remain shut while the top half was open. He banged on it just as another flash of lightning lit the sky. Mommy! The booming thunder rattled the wooden house. Open the door! Ren pelted his body like little darts where the thin poncho didn't cover. Georgie looked back at the savannah. The large trees surrounding the flat land looked ominous. He pounded furiously on the door, slowly realizing that every knock was futile. Frustration swept over him and he dejectedly sank to the step. Where was his mother? Georgie could hear his heartbeat like a loud, offbeat drum. He contemplated going in into the cellar, but was afraid there might be rats or other crawling animals down there. He decided to brave the darkness and walk to the back of the house to the bedroom he shared with his mother. Maybe she had fallen asleep. It was unlike her to go out in the evenings. By, the time, by that time, the torrential showers had ceased, leaving in their wake a light rain. He held out his hands to keep his balance. Once at the back, Georgie climbed the few steps and pounded on the door. Mommy! Hearing no answer, he bent to look through the gap in the bottom part of the door. Usually, he could see the foot of his mother's bed from that vantage point. Now, he saw nothing. She must have blocked it with a cloth. Georgie returned to the front and craned his neck to see if there was light in the neighbor's house further up the hill. He wanted to go there, but was afraid the woman who lived there might be a sukuya, like people said. He remained on the steps, 
gripped by uncertainty and fear. Georgie had made up his mind to tell his mother about the Jensen brothers, her boss's sons. She had been the Jensen's housekeeper for as long as Georgie could remember. He didn't want to cause any trouble, but the bullying was getting worse. Mrs. Jensen was an eye doctor, and Mr. Jensen was an important man in government. Georgie knew the boys bullied him because of his stupid name. He knew if he had a father, nobody would tease him. As a matter of fact, a father would have never named him Georgie. Georgie Podgy Pudding and Pie. He hated the stupid rhyme and he hated his stupid name. I'll stop awesome. here. Awesome. <laughs> very, very descriptive. Um, you took us right into that torrential rain. Um, almost, almost feel it wet. So ex excellent. Thank um, you. Writing. Uh, we, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go right into the next contribution, and we're going to save the ladies. Right, I'm going to save you for last. Um, so, Germania, um, what do you have to share with us? I'm going to share my one of my favorite poems, "World on Lockdown." As I said, during COVID, I got the opportunity to be very much inspired, so I wrote quite a few poems re the COVID nineteen pandemic. And so this one entitled The World on Lockdown. And here we go. Origin Wuhan, China. That COVID-19 thing. Forcing people to stay home. It was no time for bling. To try to stop the virus. Ube province on lockdown. No more wild animal shopping. Isolation all around. A Pandora's box was open. This was indeed a threat. Little did the world know it was about to sweat. Would you have imagined San Francisco, a ghost town? No bars, no restos open, no nightlife to be found. Then there's New York, the Big Apple. Many businesses in doubt, leaving employees to grapple or to find a way out. The leadership of Governor Cuomo the leadership of Governor Kwamu was indeed put to the test. Controlling this pandemic had him under duress. The situation became morbid. What a toll this virus took. Leaving New Yorkers grieving with a grim outlook. President Trump, upset with WHO, threatened with drawing funds, citing incompetence and lack of vision of professionals on the ground. Who would have thought that Times Square would be a place of peace? No yellow, black, or white taxis, no pedestrians on the street. Trafalgar Square in London, pigeons everywhere, no tourists to feed them, no taking selfies there. Let's talk about Italy, gondolas all on strike, the canals clear as crystal, playful dolphins in the night. In Rio de Janeiro, Copacabana Beach lies still. No kaleidoscope of color, no curvy tan bodies, no thrill. The virus COVID-19 set the whole world in a spin with no vaccine to stop it blossomed into a whirlwind. The Caribbean was not spared. The virus brought its dread. From Antigua to Trinidad, a few people lay dead. Thank God for Dominica, 
so far we are coping well. Let's hope this will continue a success story to tell. Amazing how this virus traveling all around has mankind in a frenzy and our planet on lockdown. Wow. Really, really capturing the the essence of the virus from, from Genesis to now. And I, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I imagine good. that's probably a point. That's probably a poem that has to continue, right? <laughs> because the, yeah, the situation continues to develop. Yeah. yeah. And as and as Lisa was saying, you know, these writings just captures um what we're experiencing currently. Somebody picks this up during the next pandemic a hundred years from now, and they're like, This is what they're experiencing in twenty twenty one. You know? Um so so awesome. Uh, Roy, directly to you. Um, I, you know, I, I was giving this story last time that we had a, a Zoom, a Zoom event in my family and my sister was saying how they, they, they take up reading in the night and she, and she read, she read a story for us and it turned out to be one of your stories. Um, fascinating about it because it reminded her, I grew up in Castlebrook right next to the, um, Kalinago territory, but you know the electricity and it would be at night telling stories and being frightened and, and you capture that so well in some of your stories. So I'm going to go to you and to, uh, anticipating what you're going to share with us. So go for it. Your mic. I'm going to share a little bit from my story in Montage Dominical Man. I, it's based on a uh, tradition that we have in the Kalinago territory, and I think probably on the whole East Coast, about after somebody died and all that stuff. I've, al I've always been fascinated by Dominican folklore and folk tales. And um, as you said, you know, we used to listen to the stories from when we were children under the big tennis tree or mango tree in the yard. So this story is called Ma and I. When the letter arrived from Dominica, it took me two days to summon the courage to open it. It had been 10 years since I've received a letter from home, and I, I was afraid of whatever information this one contained. Most likely the news was bad, very bad. I left Dominica in the, 1970, in the late 70s when I was 16. It was hard for Ma since I was her only child, but she wanted the best for me. She wanted me to seek my fortune in places where opportunities were aplenty. I chose the small French island of Marigaland simply because it was close by, right across the channel, and I joined a wave of young Dominicans going to work on sugar plantations there. For months before my departure, Ma worked hard, weaving baskets and cultivating all kinds of crops to sell to make sure I had the money that I needed. And in the dead of night, we took a small boat loaded, loaded with other young men and slipped on scene to Marigaland. I was lucky. I got a job the next day on a big sugar plantation and settled to work. The state owner was impressed and soon placed me in charge of a group of men on the plantation. Those days were happy days. I wrote home every week and Ma responded in kind. I look forward to these correspondences because I missed her dearly. But over time, my letter writing habit changed. I began writing once a month then once every six months, and finally once a year. Eventually, it stopped. Now, 
over 10 years later, I am receiving a letter from Dominica and it was not in Muslim writing. For two days, I was afraid of the tidings it bore. So I hid the letter underneath a mattress and went about my normal duties, but I could not concentrate. I felt ashamed and guilty and regretful. The, re the receipt of the letter jerked me into the realization that I had abandoned my mother, the woman who had worked so hard to get me going in life. I remembered once Matt told me that one day I would forget her. I swore a day would never come to pass, but she only laughed and it was not out of amusement. So I was sweating profusely when I finally pulled that letter from underneath the mattress. It felt heavy. With trembling hands, I opened it carefully as if afraid a slight mistake might affect its contents. The letter was written by my niece, Marvella, and it was over a month old. My heart sank. The news was bad indeed. Ma was gravely ill and been asking for me. She wanted to see me at all costs. It took my brain about a minute to digest the information. But I knew I had to go to, I had to, go to Dominican fast. But that was going to be a daunting task. My Dominican passport had expired some years ago, and I had no French documents. The small boats that used to sneak across the channel from Dominica to Marigaland had all but ceased the operations. Only an occasional one loaded with marijuana and other contraband now emptied the journey. After reading the letter, I headed down to the beach. I thought I might be lucky enough to get some information about making a stealthy trip back home. Across the sea, Dominica lay like a huge whale. Every urge in me wanted me to hurl myself into the water and swim across. A week later, I found a boat, and once again in the dead of night, I've, like I did so many years ago, I made my way back across the island where I was born. I arrived in Dominica at around 10 p.m. at Mustime, where I hired a bus home. It was 11.30 when I finally arrived. Everything seemed surreal, like I was in a dream. After all, it had been more than a decade since I left. I woke up to the dark path towards our house. There was, there was a solitary light coming from the living room, but otherwise the structure where I grew up was enveloped by darkness. Even so, it appeared bigger and more imposing than I remembered. I walked to the door, but I was unsure of what to do. Should I knock? Wouldn't I disturb those inside? After all, it was very late. To my surprise, the door was slightly ajar. It groaned as I gently pushed it open and peered inside. The smell of still air mixed with Vicks Vaporub, Alcalado, and Bush medicine greeted my nostrils. On the table, a kerosene lamp burned low. Seated on the rocking chair in the far corner, with, if it's back towards me, was a dark, hooded figure. Although the light was poor, I recognized my mother instantly. I stepped inside, and although the door was cold, I suddenly felt cold. I shivered. A tingling sensation rolled up and down my spine. I felt as if the earth was, beneath me was swinging to the left, and then it was swinging to the right. I grabbed the door to maintain my balance. Um, should I stop? Is the time up? You want to stop now? Come on. <laughs> okay. So I, I grabbed the door to maintain my balance. I must be tired, I thought to myself. It had been a long day of travel. I left my home in Marigaland early that morning and had gone to the beach to wait the boat. It, it, came, long after, it came long after night had fallen. 
the journey itself was nerve-wracking because the French and Dominican coast guards plied the waters on an ever-constant vigil for smugglers. A few times during the trip, the captain killed the engines and, and we sat in silence while we peered across in the darkness. I could not wait to get to Dominic. So still holding onto the door, I regained my senses. I could see my mother from where I was standing, but it appeared as if a great chasm of which I could never cross existed between us. A wave of emotion swept over me, but I didn't know what to do. Should I go over and hug my mother? Should I keep a distance since she was gravely ill? What was she suffering from anyway? Marvella never revealed Ma's illness in her letter. But to my surprise, as if reading my mind, Ma was the first to speak. The doctor said, don't come close to me, I'm a DVD cool. Voice sounded strange, different from how I remembered. But I was glad the initial awkward moment was over. I get the letter Marvella sent me, I said, searching for something to start the conversation. I was expecting an angry outburst from her for abandoning her all those years. From, my, from childhood, I knew Ma spoke her mind freely and she told you whatever she was thinking. I don't put in food in my mouth to tell you what I have to tell you, eh? she used to say. Then she coughed, a dry metallic cough, cough. I was worried by the sound of the cough, but I felt relief that the ice that had formed over the years was beginning to melt away. But I was still standing near the door, my luggage at my feet, unsure of what to do next. Then again, as if reading my mind said, Ma said, you can take your things to your room. My room? When I left Dominica, our house was a one-bedroom house, and Ma slept in the only bedroom while I slept on a foam mattress on the floor in the living room. I didn't know Ma had built a room for me, and once again, I felt enormously guilty. But as if reading my mind, she said, it's okay, your uncle built it when he was away. He pointed to the room. It have a candle on the table by the window, Ma said. The door creaked as I opened it. Smell of still air hung heavily in the room, as if no one had entered it for a long time. My first instinct was to find a way to the window and open it to let in some fresh air. I dropped my luggage and I groped my way in the darkness to the window. But suddenly, I felt as if someone was standing next to me. I automatically reached out, hoping to touch whoever it was, but only empty space met my hands. Confused, I froze. Ma? I whispered, more by instinct than anything else. There was no response, and the strange sensation did not go away. Ma? I repeated, peering through the darkness, but only silence answered me. Then I felt as if my head was growing big. I felt weak as I groped, shivering in the dark, trying to find someone to lean on. Then Ma's voice wafted into the room. You tired, man, you had a long day. I jumped and I realized I was sweating. Relief flowed over me when I managed to locate a box of matches on the window ledge. The light revealed a neat but small room and the sensation that someone else was in the room with me suddenly evaporated. So you can read the rest of the story in okay. one time, Dominic. Yeah. Um, if, uh, if you're so interested, uh, as I said, the book is available on Amazon. The e-copy is available. The hard copy from Amazon will be coming within the next couple of days. 
we are finishing up the, the just the cover and um so that will be set set up those in dominica you can contact us at white google writers facebook page the mini left number um she can you can call her but um anybody can just go on on facebook and create our page and send us a message and we will be able to work out something for you awesome um tremendous and this was was a really good representation of that work three completely different works but each of them equally fascinating and gripping so listeners i encourage you to get montage dominic um is the first publication by white kubuli writers i am sure it is not going to be the last um somebody is asking what is the title to look for on amazon if you if you type in montage dominic m-o-n-t-a-g-e montage dominic um you will find it or if you search for white to kubuli writers you will find it as well uh so i, I i'm going to to indulge the producer and i, I have final words from from each of you uh so so let's just go right you just came on so i'm going to go to lisa and um and ask you to just give final words uh about the whole um the whole works whatever it is that you may have wanted to say i didn't get a chance to ask you you can say it right now um closing the match um well again i want to say thank you for having us here for giving us this platform to um to talk about our work and even to encourage people who are thinking about writing to just get started, right? Um, so if you have this little inkling about writing and you're in Dominica, join YT Kubuli Writers and get to writing. Um, and I want to encourage those people who are listening, especially people who are in the diaspora, to log on to Amazon and purchase Mortage Dominic. It is a collection of literary works from our Dominican writers that you will not regret reading. It takes readers on a beautiful journey into different parts of Dominica and shows different traditions of Dominica um, that, you know, readers will certainly appreciate. So thank you so much. And um, have a good night, listeners. I want to shout out my family too. Thank you for tuning in and listening. My family and friends back home in Dominica. Um, Julia, my sister, and my aunt Doreen, my mother, Jacqueline, Nisha, Jack and Day. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah, I see you had quite a few fans um, tuning in, Lisa, but I, I want to tell you thank you very much for, for joining in. By the way, um, you're my guest next week. Yes, I am. So we're Thank going you to have an old, we, I'm going to have an old, all of you to share with the audience. So that, that's awesome. Thank uh, you. I look forward mm -hmm. to that. Jermaine, don't get jealous. You're welcome to come back <laughs> anytime. But, <laughs> but um, you're, you're closing your back. Okay. Well, Lisa spoke about the book. And yes, go get it on Amazon. Those in Dominica, as we said, there are a few still available. And um, we will be having some more at the end and we'll be at the literary festival. So you'll also get your chance to get the book and re-becoming a member of the Waitikubuli group. It's very simple. We meet every second Saturday. So this Saturday coming, the 10th, it is, yeah, of April, we meet at the Rosa Primary School in Buffet State at 11 o'clock. 
So if you are interested, you can meet us there this Saturday, 11 a.m. We will be meeting. Um, thanks again, Anthony, for the opportunity to talk about our anthology. It was quite a pleasure. And I, I am hoping that our listeners would click and get your book on Amazon and enjoy our stories and poems. Thank you once again. You're very welcome to 11 a.m. on Saturday. I wasn't on Saturday. This Saturday is our meeting day. So, for adventure, you want to, to come join us. That's mm -hmm. where we'll be meeting at Baffet State at the Roseau Primary School. Okay, Roseau Primary School in Baffet State. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so it's a pleasure having you. And uh, Roy, uh, take it take it home um your your final word well my final word is is um to encourage your listeners to support um white kubali writers support us in our the publication of our first um work um there's more to come so stay tuned but in the meantime please go to amazon.com um and order yourself an e-copy um keywords white to kubali writers or montage dominic or dominican short stories all of those are keywords that you can use to to um to get access to the book it's just six us so where i'm asking um for the support of all our dominican patriots who are overseas um, wherever you are um the book is available on all amazon all major markets of amazon um, Europe. So if you're living in Britain, as a matter of fact, I saw somebody, um, I was going through the records of, of, of the sales and I saw somebody from Italy actually um, ordered. So there's a Dominican somewhere or somebody in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of really yeah. surprised and um, by that. So the, 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 the book is available on all Amazon major markets. Um, so if wherever in this part of the world that you are, you can order an e-copy of, of White Okubuli Writers and um, and pretty soon the, the, the hardcover copy will also be available so you guys can really support us and uh, and give us, an, uh, I feel encouraged tonight that, you know, the enthusiasm of my fellow um, um, members and um, and I feel encouraged that, you know, that we are doing our, our part in, you know, bringing forward this Dominican literature that uh, so many of us have not really, maybe not even heard of. Please support us, and um, I thank Anthony for inviting us over um, on his show again. I've been with him a couple of times, and so it's not the first time, and so we're becoming almost like radio bodies now. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, so basically, all I would want, like people to do is to, to support us and go to Amazon.com right now and order your copy. Yes, and um, if you're in Dominica, you can contact White Kubuli writers go on their Facebook page, send them a message. We've got a lot of interaction to, of you on social media. Um, Lisa, you have to talk to Julia because she's a little slighted that you um, didn't say hello to her. Um, <laughs> but uh, you, can, you can shout out to Julia before you leave. Um, also, you know, go ahead, you can say hello to Julia. <laughs> She's the first person I said hello to, you know, my sister Julia. <laughs> you know, I, I am putting it out like that because this is really this is really how the media 
has changed. When we were growing up, it was um, telling stories with, neighbor, with our neighbors, you know, before we go to bed, that sort of thing. And that carried on the tradition. Times have changed. Um, everywhere has electricity now, so it's not as much fun. There's no full moon that you can really see. And so the way we, we carry on our traditions and we tell our stories has to change. And, and the way it changes through projects like this, like Motage Dominic, where your child has a tablet, with a Kindle app on it, that they can read it and, and learn because maybe we're too busy. We, we have more bills now, so we work more. We're more tired at night. And so we don't get to do that storytelling so, so the child can read. Also, um, you know, in, in, um, in high school, we did, we did writers from Trinidad and St. Lucia and so on. Now we have actual local work. Um, not that we want to isolate ourselves, but we have Dominican work that we can add to that, that repertoire, that collection that can be taught in school. And, and, and Germania, I'd love to have you back to talk about um, teaching of French. And, and, and also, um, Lisa, we'll talk about the Creole next week when you come back on. Um, in the meantime, I want to encourage listeners to, to get the book. Also, we mentioned that there is a literary festival that's taking place from the 10th to the 15th of 10th May. The 15th and, of May. Yeah. Right. And why to Kubule will be part of that to have a display yes. on as well. So you can get and fill the book and, and make purchases there as well. 10th to 15th of May, that in mind. Um, literary the Old Mill Center. At, at the Old Mill Center. Old awesome. Mill, yes. Uh, yeah, Old Mill Culture. At the Old Mill, Lisa, yes. Um, I wanted to ask you before I run away, you said you attended school in Maryland. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that Waitukubuli does some of their stuff virtually? Or, or, or? I mean, as you said a while ago, times have changed, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's just one so if big I want to be a member right of Waitukubuli, if I want we, to yes, you can. You can. can. We have members in the UK. We have members in Canada. Mm -hmm. so we have a member in China. To highlight. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, that's we what do. I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to highlight that to tell listeners you don't have to be in Dominica to join. You can join no matter where you are. And yeah, it's, really it's, it's open to all Dominicans. It's open to all Dominicans. Who are, everybody. Yeah, and everybody. our meetings are on Zoom. We have and our meeting, yeah, we have Zoom, Zoom meetings. Yes, so uh, diasporans can be part of it. Okay, yes. okay. So Dominicans and friends of Dominicans, join White Kubuli, support them. And get buy the book. Buy the book. Yes, go ahead. Six, buy a book. Like six dollars for the e-version that's available now on Amazon. The hard copy is coming. And give them the support. So, gentle ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time that you spent with me. Um, I'm sure the listeners um your listeners enjoyed it because we get a lot of reaction on social media and um all the best uh you have an open mic here because like i said right alongside politics books and literary works are my, my favorite topic to talk about um so we'll keep it going next week as i said my guest is right here lisa latouche is going to be my guest on the 14th next week wednesday we'll stay tuned for that I want to say good night and um, stay safe. We'll Thank we'll you. See you again next week. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good night. Thank it was you. a good pleasure. Night. Good night. Thanks. Bye bye. Good night. All right. So.